Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I mean, I've thought about Salt Lake. Sometimes I'm like, I see that there's a lot of people I used to know there, and I don't know if that There are counts. still some people there now that you know as well. I'm just <laughs> In plural marriage, sometimes when a husband and a wife no longer get along, um, because we're not really keen on divorce. It takes a lot to get actual, we call it a release. So it's not like I'm going to get a release overnight if I want to, depending on what happens with Cody. I don't know. to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry our sister wives edition I'm so happy to be back I was not feeling too hot uh earlier this week still on the mend a bit so you can probably hear it in my voice but we're back and I'm excited to talk about this episode because I feel like whew, I'm about to dig into neck real bad so let's get into it we're still at Janelle's apartment right it's post Christmas and she still hasn't shared or really spoken to anybody about the big fight that she got into with Cody save for the kids who she was just like kind of general with right Christine's coming over to bring some big ass bean bags that Janelle's gonna fit into that tiny ass college apartment which I was talking to my friend Lucy I'm thinking something about this is like a metaphor for the relationship or the family as a whole but more on that later. So Christine has this thing wrapped in plastic. It's so big. She has to like roll it. Do you guys know that uh, game Katamari? All of my guy friends in college used to like be obsessed with that game where you just like, I honestly, I have spent hours watching that video game and I do not get the purpose of it. It's just like a character who runs around and he like gathers things up in a ball 
and and they get bigger and bigger. So you start with little stuff, and then all of a sudden you're like rolling up universes and and galaxies. I don't, whatever. I, you guys, you gotta let boys do what they do, you know. But anyway, it was kind of like that, just like rolling that thing down, trying to stuff it into the into the door frame. Savannah's just watching them at the kitchen table, like hmm, that seems hard. And then she did help at the very end, like very much Daria style, just like, I'm going to put like three fingers on here now that you guys are 97% of the way down and be like, oh, good job guys. But anyway, they get this thing into the, the apartment where it's going to go. You know, where is that thing going? But anyway, Christine was happy to get rid of it. Cause she's like, Cody bought it when I, we were married. I hate those things. Fine. So. Christine says that, like, honestly, well, Janelle actually says that, honestly, her relationship with Christine was always good, but, like, it was a little bit rocky because they would, you know, compare, there'd be jealousy, whatever, but with all that removed, they're free to just be easy with each other and hang out. So then Christine tells Janelle, hey, the people on the other half of my uh, townhouse are moving out. How do you feel about moving in? And Janelle's like, honestly, I would really entertain it if it weren't for, you know, Savannah being in school, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Christine says in a confessional that she knows Janelle's not going to move, but her life has been so much better since living in Utah. She feels way more free herself, and she knows that Janelle should be happy again, and she wants that for her. So Janelle says to us, like, when a husband and wife in their faith no longer get along, right? It, there's a long process to do, like, what they call a release, right? But She's thought about maybe moving to Utah and finding a community there, hanging out with Christine, but she also has a life in Flagstaff, so basically she feels stuck. But this feels like, kind of like Mary, like a a cage with the door open, and you're just choosing not to walk out of it. And trust and believe, I understand that like the religiosity of it all can get in your head and make you feel like this, that, and the third, but it's interesting to me that... Janelle was so chill about Christine and her loss of faith, even though I don't think she's, well, I don't know where Christine is, but it was, she was so chill about like, well, you know, like when Robin was screaming about how, well, you guys haven't gone through the church to get an actual divorce. You guys are technically still married. And well, you know, if you don't give your body up to somebody else and you're still married to Cody and Janelle was like, yeah, but Christine doesn't believe that. So what now? <laughs> so it's interesting to me that like she's still hanging on to this in her own relationship with Cody. So then Janelle says that she's spoken to Cody one time in the past few days and Christine says in a confessional like she knows that because Cody's beefing with Janelle's sons he didn't see them but also he didn't see Savannah over Christmas. So Christine is like whispering you know in this tiny apartment to Janelle like does she know like what's going on? And uh, Savannah's right there. And she's like, yeah, dad hasn't spoken to me since my birthday. And Christine really tries to keep it cute in front of Savannah. She's like, since since your birthday? But then Christine explains to us in a confessional that Savannah's birthday is in the beginning of December. And at this point of filming, it's the middle of January. Y'all, Christine looks so disgusted. Like, more so than I've ever seen it. And she just lets the chopper spray all over this bitch. Cody lives half an hour away. He comes in the town where they live. He can do this. It's like a pattern he has. And then she goes, why are they still living here? Why? 
why stay in this? And then she just sighs and is like, I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so furious with this whole situation. I don't think he understands how easy it would be to fix this. All he needs to do is, God, uh, see his kids, make phone calls. And then she just has to stop to collect herself. Like She's livid. Livid. And then here comes Honey Boo Boo in his own confessional saying, Well, Christine and Janelle banded together and that's shattered my world. And I'm in a place where I'm separated from my children because they kicked me out of my home or the space that I had with those children. And I haven't had the emotional fortitude to be able to reach out. I don't know what to do or say, but the phone works both ways. The kids can always call me. I'll reach out to Savannah and I'll bring her Christmas. It'll be late, but eventually it'll happen. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're basically, you loser. The the more I think about it, like, you fucking loser. Basically, you're saying the only connection you have to your children is through the homes that the, the wives provide for you, right? And once they kicked you out of their home because, I don't know, you were not going there to begin with, then all of that, your entire relationship with these mostly adult-aged children is shattered on the premise of that? What does that say about their entire lives and the relationship that you had with them? That that was the thing, in your mind, because we all know that that's really not true, that that's the thing that would take... Like, even in your excuse, you sound like a fucking loser. Think about it. If I ever see a parent say, the phone works both ways... What did Savannah do to you? She's supposed to call you and be like, hey, dad, can I have Chris? Where are you, Father Christmas? She's supposed to call you? Bitch, get out of here. So Christine asks Savannah how she feels, and Savannah's over it, which is the saddest thing. She's like, I don't know. I'm angry at him, mostly, and I was really sad because that's my dad, but now I'm just really angry at him. And then Christine says there was no communication during Christmas, right? And Savannah says, no, no gifts, no nothing. So Janelle says, Janelle says in a confessional, no gifts on Christmas was what hurt the most. Like you can be busy or whatever, but it's Christmas. And he didn't even send a gift home with truly Isabel and McKelty back to the rental for her. Nothing. And yeah, like think about that. The double whammy. Savannah was probably hanging out at the Airbnb. Those three girls went, spent time with their dad, came back with gifts and she got nothing. That's so fucked up. Like, that's so crazy. He's a monster. He's a monster. And then Christine tells Savannah, like, she's still trying to keep it cute with her. She's like, you know, I I think he's just in a hard spot. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm sorry. And and that's the most tragic thing is that the the most sorry she's going to get is from Christine, who hasn't done anything to her but love her and be like a real parent to her more than her own father. But she's the one who's apologizing. But in a confessional, Christine goes, oh, if Savannah wasn't here, I would not be as in control. I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad. I don't care if he's mad. When you're a dad, you're a dad and you step up. Exactly. You live by West Side Story rules. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. And you just, you do it. He's such a bitch. Christine tells Janelle and Savannah that she's had a couple of conversations with Cody on the phone and he seems different. And Savannah's like, yeah, just like something switched all of a sudden. And Christine goes, well, we just have to hope that he switches back. Christine says in a confessional, I just remember what it was like being married to him for so long and not feeling any hope. And I just don't see this happening. Like, I don't like seeing this happening to Janelle. 
And now Savannah's feeling like this. My kids have been neglected for years and it's just happening all over again. I mean, what is he going to leave everybody but Robin? It's like, yeah, he already has. Speaking of Robin, she comes over to Mary's to check in. We haven't seen any of Mary's house either. Why is that? Filled with flammable legging material? <laughs> she don't want to get a fire hazard from her, uh, the people that she's renting from. But anyway... Robin says, I'm okay, sort of. Like, Christmas was crazy. And then she goes, you know, Christmas was tragic for me. I get... How? How, Sway? <sighs> then she goes, you know, Cody could have worked this out with the boys and we could have gotten together. <sighs> Christine chimes in on her confessional about the family group text, again, about the gift exchange. And how at the end of that conversation, Robin said she was done... And this was an effort in futility. But then she heard a couple of days later that Robin and Cody decided they weren't safe anymore doing the sibling exchange. Robin says she wanted them, everybody at her house and to spend Christmas together. But she didn't want to watch a fight go down between Cody and the boys because she didn't think it would be fair to anybody. But Christine says that the reason that they didn't get together at Christmas was because at the end of the text chain, there was just an obvious division. So she thinks... Everybody just needs to be honest about where we're at, right? Then Robin mentions to Mary how Isabel McKelty and Truly came over to do some Christmas stuff. And Mary's like, oh, I didn't even know that Isabel was in town. Robin tries to make a joke like, oh, huh, well, guess there's not a lot of communication. And Mary's like, yeah, there's not. So Mary says in a confessional, you know, it kind of stings and it's sad and hurtful. And honestly, like, I don't really know why Robin is telling me this. That Isabel came in town. But Robin tries to tell Mary that I was just going along with what everybody else wanted. And, it, you know, it was like really, really weird. And this is like why she, well, one of the reasons why she pisses me off. Because she never does anything but say that she wants to do stuff. Or, or that she is just so helpless. Like, and she can't do anything. But she really wants, she wants everything. But does nothing nothing to fix it what is you being like this is an effort and futility to 25 other people because they didn't want to hop on a zoom call with you asap was that helping but these are the same people that you wanted at your house and you were afraid that they were going to fight with cody you don't think that this had anything to do with your girl okay so anyway uh, robin says in a confessional i thought mary knew and it's just hard because I feel bad, but, you know, I'm. it's also frustrating because I couldn't control it. Like, I didn't get to decide. What, how did you think Mary knew? Who told her? Christine? Y'all should see the face I'm making right now. Like, who? You know that the only thing that she finds out is through you. Girl. And I guess my other question is, why wasn't Mary at Christmas? She wasn't there, right? She was there on Christmas Eve. No, they were there. <laughs> no, she was there on Christmas. Oh, because the girls came later. So why didn't she... Like, Robin should have said... I guess I just wonder, like, if Mary knew that McKelsey and Truly were coming... I don't know. <laughs> the point is, Mary doesn't know things because she's not really in this family. So I don't really know where the surprise is coming from on Robin's end. But anyway... um. Cody says he does visit Mary once in a while, but sometimes he just feels like they're better friends than a married couple. Like, all the time you feel that way. And he felt that way 
all the time for the past, uh, I don't know, when did you guys get married? About, about a month after that, you felt that way. So, but anyway, whatever. Robin then goes into what I'm going to call from now on sicko mode, where she suddenly has amnesia and all these questions as to like how the family could possibly be in the state that it is. And why did Christine leave? And uh, with all these decisions made during COVID, like, who is this family? Where am I? What's my name? Why do my eyebrows look like this? But like, wh- what is going on with her? It's it's this like uh, intentional ignorance that pisses me off. Like you have no idea how we got here, girl, girl. Mary says that Cody was saying what we've all heard that COVID revealed the real them, and then she was thinking like, oh, so what? Like the thirty years prior to COVID, our family was a lie, and so Robin's like, well, I don't know. You told me, tell me, I've only been around for part of it. And then Robin says in a confessional that when she joined the family, she saw what she thought was a fairly cohesive family. But everybody talks like it was so bad. And she's just like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm, I'm so confused. Like, how could you have seen it? You live four hours away when y'all were courting. And he was coming to you. And then y'all lived separately. And then y'all lived in the cul-de-sac. Like, what open your eyes girl robin then mentions how she knows that there were issues with christine from the beginning and mary's like okay well if you're gonna say that then there's been issues with me and cody from the very beginning and so look at where he and i are you know what i mean anything clicking girl mary says in a confessional no one's perfect but in the early years there were a lot of hiccups and emotions and They still did a not-too-shabby job, but Christine says that the reason why they made it work is because they all had this vision. They love the idea of all the kids being raised by these four adults as, like, one big family unit, and that's what kept them going. But then Janelle says that between the pressure of going public, thanks TLC, a new relationship, Robin, that was all shiny and new, things just didn't really settle back the same way that they had before. And then Christine comes back and says they just kept trying and trying for that family unit, but it just, it hit different. It was just different. So Christine asked Janelle, well, what's going on with your marriage with Cody? And Janelle's like, look, I don't know. There's like a lot of things that would have to be different. And I'm not sure I'm really interested. (laughs) So Christine's like, are you just over the marriage? And Janelle's like, yeah. But then like sometimes I talk to him and I kind of remember the old Cody. So I don't know. So Janelle says in the confessional is all I know is I'm not going back to what we had before. And I realized that I had coasted over a lot of things that were problematic for me. And my children feel like there was a lot of favoritism and inequality in time and resources versus what Robin was getting. And I was always fine with it, really. But now I'm starting to know that I, sh- I wouldn't do that moving forward. Like, I need to feel like we're more of a couple. And that's kind of what I've been trying to say about Janelle and her benefiting the most out of this situation is like she wanted to be out there in the workforce and not raise the kids. So Christine was able to do that. And they had their like family unit. And then she saw like, uh, you know, Cody was a good father. I'm still not quite sure, you know, 404 footage not found on that one. But she says it. But I also think she wasn't really looking for him to be the man that like Christine and Mary were looking for him to be. Well, Christine especially, but so I think she's right. Like the reason 
part of the reason why she benefited is that she just didn't care. She just didn't care about a lot of things that, like, Christine would have cared about. And it just wasn't, like, a romantic situation for her. I, I say this a lot about, like, the Clintons. And y'all are gonna, don't come for me, but even the, the Knowles Carters. It appears as though, to me, that these are relationships that are, like, we're a unit. And maybe there's not love there, but, like, we still have a vision and we understand that, like, we can only do this together. So it's maybe not, like, a love romance match, per se, but it's, like, we see each other. And I think that's kind of what Janelle and Cody had. Not to say that I would be comparing Cody Brown to Jay-Z or Bill Clinton for different reasons, but you know what I mean. It's a vibe. And I also think, like, I mean, I guess this is, like, a moot point now, but I also wonder... If Janelle had thought, like, I've never really had this relationship that I want moving forward. The relationship that I want moving forward with Cody is a relationship that I've never had with him. So how is that going to work, girl? Like, how are you going to go from being, like, functional partners to being romantic partners after all these years? It just, it's not going to happen. And we know it didn't. But anyway, Janelle says because of her religion, she just can't leave. And she would still definitely be open to a plural marriage. But Christine says in a confessional, listen, I wouldn't be who I am without polygamy. And I honor everybody's choices, but I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around why. (laughs) So Janelle says they haven't said the words. So they're like probably still married, but they also haven't spoken in weeks. So she figures like maybe they're just separated. (laughs) Can we just say a quick little Sierra's prayer that that this never happens to any to me or any of you listening i i pray that none of you are in a situation where you're like i don't know i haven't spoken to my partner in weeks so like are we married are we not i guess we're separated haven't communicated with him don't know where he is i mean i know where he is is at somebody else's house but like you know you know i i pray that for all of us please <laughs> so back to robin and mary mary says it's just weird because at first cody was super attentive with christine and the early days and how she tells a story (sighs) a blue christmas for mary good god christine says they were doing gifts during christmas cody had given christine one gift two gifts three gifts four red red gift blue gift like all of them right everything's done mary got nothing from cody nothing Robin's response is just like to pull a face like oh damn like that sucks like almost like Mary had told her that she like backed into a mailbox and not like her husband just completely abandoned her on Christmas just like oh yikes girl (laughs) so Mary says in a confessional that after that Cody tried to pretend like he forgot something for her in his room and when he came back he gave her one of his old hoodies the way hoodies Cody's hoodies specifically are like currency within this family. Like Isabel got it, got one when she went to uh, New Jersey to get her spine fixed. Uh, I think Robin was wearing one when she uh, had COVID. Like what's with the healing powers of, of Cody and his amazing Technicolor hoodie? What's going on in there? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Seems cursed at this point with the Christmas story. My God, giving somebody a hoodie. One of his, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I'm embarrassed for her in this moment, thinking about that. But then Mary's like, oh, yeah, like, he gave, he came back to give me one of his hoodies, like, too little, too late. Like, yeah, that's understatement of a century. Cody, then, in his own confessional, turns into the devil that he thinks he is and says, I don't remember that, but there's sort of a place where, like, sometimes resentments build. Evil. Like, this was such a non-factor for him. He's no recollection that he completely left one of his wives for Christmas. And to act like Mary's being unreasonable to hold on to that all these years later. Like, oh, yeah, that does seem like something that, you know, where resentment would be breeding if you kept thinking about that. You know, I forgot about that years ago, but God, like, seems to be a big thing for you. Oh, oh. Guess who remembers, though? Christine. Winner, winner, chicken dinner that Christmas. Who says that this happened back in Wyoming. And yeah, she got a ton of gifts from Cody. And when it was all said and done, she asked him, why didn't you get Mary anything? And he's like, well, you bought a gift certificate for her. And Christine had to tell him, yeah, I bought her a gift certificate. You still need to get her something because she's your wife. Something that I bet... Robin has never once tried to advocate for another wife like this. I betcha, betcha, this never happened. So then Mary tries to tell Robin that she has a secret. And this was Mary's secret from before Robin came into the picture. And she's like, you know, my, me and Cody's relationship was always up and down. And during one of those times where we were down, he told her that she was getting a bunch of extra time with him. More so than Janelle and Christine. And she, but she wasn't seeing it. So she was keeping track. She's like, you know, I wasn't monitoring where he was. I was monitoring how much time he was spending with me. And it came down to less than a third. And then she says in a confessional, honestly, the only thing that that did was make me more mad because I realized that I was right. And then Robin, Robin goes, you know, I have my own secret. And I did the same thing. Now, I want you guys to just keep top of mind that she's telling Mary this. Okay? Mary. She then says that there was like a one or one month or two in Vegas where Christine was saying that Cody was never at her house. And she thought it was weird because she felt like he hadn't been at her house. So she started tracking and found out uh, he wasn't with me as much. Cody says in a confessional that one month he stayed with Christine. One month 
one month he out of their entire relationship one month he stayed with christine for 25 days out of that particular month and then the other wives were complaining but he was doing an experiment to see if christine would be happy with all that time that they spent together and it worked but then the other wives only got one or two days that month which he thought was ridiculous so you decided to go what into some sort of psychological warfare to see if i spend time with wife will she be more happy she is oh wow my work here's done and what did you what were your findings that if you did what she said that she would like <sighs> anyway so then <laughs> Christine acknowledges yeah there was a month where he was with me more and I thought that this would be like it seems like she thought it would be a recalibration like finally that this would make him realize that maybe he needed to like be spend more equal time with the the wives right but that didn't happen after that month it basically just went back to the same old shit and he was at Robbins as often as he was that basically what she says is that he went back to being at Robbins as often as he was at my house that one month. So all that Robin can complain about is one singular month in Las Vegas in which Cody spent a disproportionate time with another wife one month. And you're saying this to Mary. Girl. And I would really love to know when that was. Was it like, I don't know, after Christine had just recently given birth to Truly and Cody and Robin fucked off to San Diego or wherever the fuck for 10 days for their honeymoon? <laughs> what do you, like, no shade. I mean, I think even people from San Diego would be like, why the hell would you be here for 10 days? I couldn't even justify being in New York for, I mean, <laughs> you can make a 10 day trip out of New York, but like that's, that would still be quite a bit. I think like, Ooh, and even Christine's like, listen, once he went back after the month, it's like, he wasn't going to Janelle's. We all know he wasn't going to Mary's. He was just back at Robin's. Cody claims that he feels like there's a tendency for the wives to not look at what he's doing for them but only what he's doing for the other wives and how comparison is the death of joy. Robin goes back into sicko mode, confused about how Christine complaining about the schedule was because he's usually very good at it. Janelle explains that once they moved to Vegas, it was harder for Cody at the time because they were living in those separate houses that weren't that close. Right. But the time became unequal and he would like be at Robin's most of the time. Cody says that Robin, the reason why he would be at Robin's is because she gave him office space in the cul-de-sac. And he also got, like, garage, a garage space or something. So if he was there, it's not like he was with Robin. He was hanging out in the garage or doing his work or whatever. And that it was like, it became something that those stupid little wives built up in their head, the little princess head, that they created this world in which Ro he was with Robin all the time. <sighs> okay. Okay. Robin says, they don't know what's going on at my house. There was always this assumption. My kids struggled like crazy, feeling like Cody wasn't around. And they talked about how he was so busy with the older kids all the time. So she could sit there and question why Christine left, because she doesn't get it. But when it comes to her house, 
everybody's just making assumptions. Okay. But Christine says that Cody would be there at her house. He would come around five or six on the evenings, even on the weekends. And that Robin knew Cody would be there more at her place. So she's not going to trust somebody who says that they want a family, yet they're fine with Cody being only at your house. Because that's monogamy, baby. So Robin claims that she tried very hard to be kind to Christine, holding out an olive branch, asking her what she could do. And all she could say, all that Christine could say was that she's jealous of her. And that she says, I thought we had the potential of having a great relationship. And so I never understood why we couldn't. And I just like, I can't come to her terms with the heartbreak of it. (laughs) Again, making herself a victim because somebody else is suffering. So remember when Robin says that she would ask Christine what she could do and Christine's response was that she was jealous? Because Mary asks Robin, was there just jealousy happening? And Robin goes, if it is, I don't know. I would love to know what it is. You just said you knew. Sicko mode. And if that wasn't enough, Christine says that when they would do their therapy sessions as adults, all the adults together... She would be very clear and direct and would specifically say that the issue was that Cody preferred Robin and being at her house more than anybody else. And Robin would deny it. And Cody would say that he didn't know what she was talking about. Like both of them would gaslight her. So then she's like, you know, if it bothered Robin that she didn't have a relationship with me, she could have said, hey, can we be friends? But listen, I want you to know I would have rejected her anyway. (laughs) Completely honest. If Robin approached me and wanted to be friends, I still wouldn't have because I couldn't trust her. (laughs) And I think people are going to find Christine maybe two-faced for saying that, but I I get what she's saying. Like, you didn't even try. But the reason why we wouldn't be friends is because you never tried. You never tried to help me. I There were definite conversations on this show where Christine straight up would say, like, I don't like you. I'm jealous of you. And I feel some type of way about you because of that. And I get what she's saying. Like, Robin did not one thing ever to make her feel like, I hear you. It's just deny, deny, deny. We don't know what you're talking about. I don't. So, yeah, I can see why she would not feel safe in that. She would not trust her. I totally, totally get that. So back to Janelle's apartment. She tells Christine that right now she just wants to live separately from Cody and just try to be amiable. And Christine tells her, maybe you should do some inventory. It's like, when I broke up with Cody, I just went down the list of being like, okay, are certain things going to happen? Are we going to fuck? Are we? Are you going to love me? Are you going to like me? And he basically was like, no. So, (laughs) not unless you become a better sister wife. And Janelle's like, yeah, sorry, but that's not going to fly with me. And Janelle says in a confessional... But Cody is implied to her, basically, like we all knew, he's running the same game on Janelle as he did on Christine, that she needs to be a better sister wife to Robin. And about how a couple months before, uh, before they bought that big ass house of Robin's in Flagstaff, she was really concerned that buying that house would affect their ability to pay off Coyote Pass on time, right? And she was talking to Robin, and she says it wasn't a contentious conversation, it was just like... Her expressing, I have concerns about where the money's going, blah, blah, blah. She thought that she was safe in this conversation with Robin. 
But then we hear Robin's side of the story, which is that she didn't want to buy the house, which we know. She was trying to, like, pray to Jesus that she would find a rental, and, and Cody was really the one who wanted her to buy. That is true. But Robin says that during her, uh, she got into a fight with Cody, and that they were, she was trying to plead her case. And so she basically threw Janelle under the bus by saying, like, oh, we both are, like, struggling with the decision to buy me this house. And Janelle says she did not find out about this until like a year and a half later after this conversation with Robin because Cody used it as ammunition for her being unreasonable and pushy. And at that moment, it clicked for Janelle of like, oh, this is how things are going now because he found out about that talk and now it's being used against her. And I'm pretty sure Christine said something similar that she would find out that conversations that she would have would give back to Cody and she didn't feel safe in that. Mm. Janelle tells Christine, like, what we all know, it's not a requirement that sister wives always get along. So if that's what it is, then my relationship with Cody is over. So Christine says in a confessional, I was a great sister wife to Janelle. Mary, not so much. But he doesn't care about Mary. He's basically saying that, like, I'm not the best sister wives with Robin. And because of that, he's not interested in having a relationship with me. But, hmm... Who had a great relationship with Robin for years and yet he wasn't attracted to her? Oh, right. That would be Mary. He's full of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> and on the one hand, she's absolutely right. But on the other hand, I just couldn't help but think about like Mary watching this in the moment. And I, Christine is being shady inherently. I don't think she's trying to be shady. She's just saying what we all know is that, like, Cody doesn't give a fuck about Mary, but, like, I just wonder if I were Mary hearing this over and over and over again about how much of a non-factor I am, about how much I don't count in this family, about how, like, the other people's relationships in the family, like, have nothing to do with me because nobody factors me. I would just be like, I just wonder how Mary feels about that. Like, does it hurt? Because it would hurt me. But of course, in Cody's mind, he says that he wanted Christine to be a better sister wife to everybody and that she did a lot of complaining about plural marriage. But now she's morphed this into it was just like Robin when it's not about her. It's about her whole experience with the other wives. After that, Christine leaves Janelle's apartment and she says in a confessional that she actually feels bad for suggesting Janelle move to Utah because she knows that there's a lot going on. There's a lot on her plate and she still loves Cody and then she's like, I don't think he's going to change, though. Like, I think Cody is constantly going to be running around Robin for the rest of his life. And I don't think he has any room for Janelle in that life. Do you guys notice that, like, they don't ever really talk about, like, Cody loves Robin. It's just that he prefers her. Like, I never hear them talk about really any of their relationships in the context of love. And I think that's so interesting. So interesting. So Robin keeps harp harping on about how... She's trying to understand, and unless there's, like, a deal breaker, a real deal breaker, you would still figure things out and go to counseling. But Mary's like, yeah, only if both parties want to. Mary's getting so sick of Robin, you could tell. I, <laughs> I, think she's, I think she loves Robin, but she's getting sick of, like, probably having to do these on-camera conversations where she's having to explain things to Robin that she knows that Robin knows. And, and she's just like, yeah, like, like how, how much cute, how cute am I supposed to keep this around you? Like, I don't want to have to explain things to you like you're five, because I know that in your mind, you know what it is. And I don't want to have to keep doing this. But anyway, Mary says, 
I get that Robin's trying to fix it, but she can't say what goes on between Cody and Christine. They've made their decision. Robin's belief of like, unless there's a real deal breaker, it doesn't matter. Robin's belief doesn't matter in the situation. Thank you. And here's what I would do. Like, if I were Christine, if I could, like, if I was Christine in that moment where last season Robin was like, you guys aren't really divorced and you guys need to go to counseling, whatever, I'd be like, okay, go back to your husband then. Why aren't you with your husband then? And see how quickly she gets to wagging her neck about that. Go back to him. <laughs> Leave me alone. How about that? And like, what does Robin even want this for? You said that Christine doesn't like you. You don't feel comfortable around her. So them getting married or getting back together, like, what does that solve for you? Because she still doesn't like you. Your life is easier now. You might as well just stop pretending like you want it to be different. You don't want her. She don't like you. You don't like her. Robin says she feels like certain people are more important to Cody than her or her kids. Who? Maddie's husband, Caleb? Nathan? Like, who? who is she talking about? So Robin is like, so what? Is this like a poor marriage problem? Like, was it too much? Robin says in a confessional that she wishes, that's what I mean. I, I wish I could ask Christine and Cody what the issue is, but they're just very skewed in the way that they're thinking because to them, everything's bad. And I'm just looking for the truth because I don't understand it. The truth is that everything is bad, you goofy bitch. What's not clicking? That is the truth. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <sighs> Moving on. Robin says that everyone agreed to this family, right? And that feeling is tattooed into her soul. And her feeling is that, like, with family, you always try to figure it out. But Mary's like, right, but it would take everybody being interested and to put the effort in. To which Robin goes, where did it go? The interest, the effort, where did it go? And Mary's like, Robin, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. <laughs> I, girl, Janelle says in a confessional that the relationships between sister wives flourish when a man can be equal with all of his wives. Time financial resources, all of it. And if a husband has a place that he goes where that's like easier and he's respected or whatever, it just makes it harder for the wives to be on equal ground with each other and be open to having relationships. So Mary says to Robin, I also think that like this has to do with the kids getting older. Like we don't see each other. We go off and do our own things. And Robin's like, yeah, but I'm not done. And Mary's like, well, I'm still here. So then we go back to like the, the beginning 
and how like you know the older kids were close and it's just like uh, the uh, not crisis but like the, the cause and effect of these big ass families is that you have a bunch of kids and they grow up and it's like oh everything's really cool in the first batch and then there's the second batch and like that's that they're doing their own thing right and then you get to the older the younger the third wave right and the third wave is now probably you know like the older kids are probably having babies around the time that their youngest siblings are being born so they're starting new families and then yeah it's just like the natural consequence of like your kids aren't going to be kids forever you know the dynamic is going to change it has to that's how time works Mary says everybody's still family regardless of where they are like I still think of Logan as family I still think of him you know everybody McKelty whoever is in Idaho Hunter where whatever the fuck but like I figured there would be a nucleus where everybody can go, but it's, it's just not that anymore. We don't have that. So then Robin really gets her neck to wiggling. She's like, well, we just had the holidays with my kids and Janelle's kids and Christine kids and Mary's child. And there wasn't a lot of interaction. Like there was some, but it just wasn't that family experience. And I don't care what anybody else is doing. This is a cheap version of what our family was. I don't care who's getting together. I don't care how many presents you give out and how many special foods you make and fancy houses you rent or anything like that. It's a cheap version. It's a broken version. <laughs> and these kids, they know it. Okay. Okay, girl. Girl. And you expect these people to hang out with you? What foods is she talking about? The rolls? The mock tapioca pudding? Y'all, I actually looked up the, the recipe for mock ravioli, and this must be where Mary got it, because it does call for butterfly noodles in the in the actual recipe. Um, and I, I'll just drop you with this. It calls for a can of each, and I had to stop reading the recipe after that, one can of tomato soup, one can of tomato paste, and one can of tomato sauce. It- Y'all, I don't like tomato soup. I, I'm i very anti-tomato soup. I'm really not, like, pro-soup. in the, Really? But, like, ugh, a tomato soup? No. No. Not a grilled cheese in the world that can save it, and that's just my truth. Anyway, Mary tells Robin that she doesn't know how they're going to do it, because, like, the kids are all gravitating toward Christine, and Janelle's boys were saying last year, like, oh, we're following wherever Christine goes for Thanksgiving, so <laughs> writing's kind of on the wall there. Christine says... Honestly, even after the breakup, she naively thought that they would be able to get together for the holidays and family functions. But at this point, she doesn't think it's possible because there are just so many things. They're just not a family anymore. It's all broken. Cody says that too many lines have been crossed and there have been too many times where he's given. And now he says, I've just given too much and I don't have any more to give. This is so dysfunctional. And you just go, I don't want to live like this anymore. (laughs) Fuck them kids, (laughs) basically. Basically, so Mary says, here's the thing. I still see the value in the big picture family. Do I wish we could all get our crap together and figure things out? Absolutely. I don't know what's going to happen or even if it's possible or even if everybody's willing or interested. Robin says, well, I just need a reason why my family got blown to smithereens. So here's my help for you, Robin. Three-step process. Uh, you can read your New York Times bestselling book, Becoming Sister Wives. 
got your name on it, that's how you know, and your picture. And it goes through the whole origin of the family, so you can explain that. Um, I would suggest that you go to, like, the... Just the origin stories of him, that man that you love, allegedly, getting together with all of his first three wives, and tell me how you feel. Uh, second suggestion, this is going to be really crazy. There's, um, at this point, 18 seasons of your show that could give you a little bit of insight as to how the family got here. Or... The easiest option is just go into your bathroom, turn on the light, and look in the mirror. That's that's real quick. If you don't have time to watch all 17, 18 seasons, you can do that. If you don't want to read, you just look in the mirror. You just stare in it until you figure it out. Okay. After that, Christina's back in Salt Lake. She's planning her 50th birthday with Aspen and McKelty, so they're going to go 50s theme. Sock hop, ice cream bar, soda fountain. Whatever. Honestly, doesn't sound like too much like different from uh, what you get in Utah currently, but okay. Christine straight up says, Cody, Robin, Mary, they're not invited. Any kids that I'm not in contact with, they will not also, they will also not be invited. And frankly, the reason why is uh, I just want people there who lift me up because we would have family gatherings all the time and I would feel like a second class citizen. So no drama. Then McKelty's like, oh, I got somebody we can invite. Your celebrity crush. Should we reach out to him? And we get part two of Christine and Shamar Moore's love story. And McKelty buying her uh, both a pillow and a blanket with his face on it. And her just really blushing <laughs> in this confessional. Talking about how every time Shamar Moore says baby girl, just like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's just so fun to me. Oh my god. So then <laughs> Shamar Moore, I love it. So then we see Mary in the car. She's driving and she's talking. She's going over to the haunted mansion, right? It's been a year since her mother passed. She was uh the one who was heading up the mansion and now her friend Jen is doing it. And, like, I really try to, like, not do the, like, oh, you guys are in love thing. But, like, it's just not clicking for me why Jen, who has a husband and children, would leave all them to help Mary run this uh, haunted mansion. It just doesn't make, it's, it seems like a lot to ask. You know? Just seems like more than a friendship. Uh, but, okay. Mary basically says that she's tired of going back and forth. And she's got her uh, clothing business that is very busy. So what she's planning on doing is moving the clothing business to southern Utah where the Haunted Mansion is. So that's going to be a big thing. She's going to be spending a lot more time there with the people who love her and and things of that nature. <laughs> she says in this confessional or in the in the car, right? And she's like, you know, this is a big move for me. And I just wonder if it'll affect the family. But then we get to the sad sack comedy tour of Mary. Maybe they won't care at all. <laughs> and it's like, maybe they'll be glad. Like, maybe they'll be like, sayonara, sucker. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> so then she says that she hasn't talked to anybody about this except for Jen. And how she's 
gonna tell Robin, but she's gonna tell him before Cody, because Cody doesn't give a rat's ass, basically. So Robin's been very clear about, like, please don't leave me, please don't leave me, please don't leave me alone. And Mary's just kind of like, alone to do what, Cody? Like, Christine's left. He and I don't have a relationship. I don't know where he and Janelle stand, so... I don't know what I'd be helping you with, but I'll still come to Flagstaff. I'm not leaving Cody because Cody's basically left me already. <laughs> so then Janelle's like, listen, things are obviously broken between Mary and Cody and Mary keeps holding out hope that something will happen, but Cody doesn't speak very kindly to her. Like he doesn't watch out for her and it's really sad. Cody claims that he's always hoping that a marriage is viable and that it can be fixed and how with Christine... She's been complaining for, like, 15 years about plural marriage, but they never fixed the problem. But, like, with Mary, it's different because Christine just left, you know? Like, she couldn't make it to another 16th year, so she just up and left. That's crazy, huh? (laughs) Mary and I are in a different place where we've taken the time to vet if this is going to work. And it's not like she just chose to leave, right? Mary says in a confessional, I'm not oblivious to the fact that Cody has had conversations about me and has been pretty direct in his non-interest, but he's never had that conversation with me. And I don't think it's fair for us to be making any decisions about our relationship without the two of us having had that conversation. And, uh, no, like I hear you, but he was clear enough on your birthday or anniversary, the last one that you guys spent together where she was like, yeah, I keep waiting for you to come. And he's like, yeah, I'm not coming. And I think they meant that on all levels. And so do you need to have this conversation when Cody's made it very clear to us for several seasons now, that he has no plans of getting back together with you. He's told production. He's told all of America and what other other countries watch the show. Do do you need to have this closure conversation? Is this what you've been waiting for this whole time, Mary? I hope not. That's not good. The episode ends with Christine saying, I saw Cody string Mary along for years, and it was mean, and it was cruel, and I saw that he would have done the same thing to me if I would have stayed, and I wasn't going to do that. And she's right, because he did say a couple times, maybe in the couple seasons, like, oh, you know, Mary and I, and she's still here. And she's like, yeah, I don't want that. Pass. Hard pass, sir. Thank you. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for being patient with with me this week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. Check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. This week, I will be talking about uh, Selling the OC Season 2. I'm excited about that. And there's a bunch of stuff in there. So check it out. The links are in the episode description as usual. (laughs) 